0: But just, just on a broad scale, not even critiquing the stats, but just looking at the stats, it's laughable. We, would, we have never done anything like this, never would do anything like this for any other reason. But global interest saw it as an opportunity to use it. That's the flat-out truth. And what does it have to do with anything? Well, because they said before it ever happened and immediately that this was a great opportunity. They already had plans to do this. And then when, when COVID-19 happened, they saw it as a great opportunity for the Great Reset. Great Reset was what? economics, right? And uh, intersectionality, diversity, inclusion. So that's a coincidence that that was in the first stimulus bill. I don't think so. It's evidence that that's what, that's what it was about. You know, that's what they, that's what they're doing and what they're working towards. Welcome to Acts and 242 All right. I've been wanting to cover this for a while now. And as I've put in the title and in the, in the description, You know, it's it's just a brief overview, just to draw your attention to something you may not be hearing about yet, or maybe you've heard it in passing, and really didn't give it much mind. You know, didn't give it much thought. So, um, currently, I'll say currently there is a coordinated effort to reshape the global economy, uh, to reshape society, reshape societal and cultural you know, kind of morals and views and ethics, uh, language, um, a variety of things. So this is not going to be exhaustive. I'm I'm nowhere near the expert that you need. I'm not an insider that knows, you know, information that the rest of us don't. I'm just here just as a person to, to use this platform <clears throat> to draw your attention to it so you can know uh, what exactly is going on, plan accordingly, uh, just be informed. So the Great Reset. If you haven't heard that yet, um, I want to take you back three or four years uh to a guy I follow, an economist. That was a lot of noise. An economist um by the name of Porter Stransbury. And I'm not gonna give his uh his uh bio, you know, his bio on here. Um, but he's an economist. Um he's um uh, a excuse me investor, uh, investment strategist. So all things finance, all things economy. He knows who the movers and the shakers are, who's uh, poised to do well, um, as well as other guys like Robert Kiyosaki, very well-known investor, um, rich dad, poor dad author, and the most recent book, uh, Who Stole My Pension, I think. Um, so these guys, as well as, man, there's it's a ton of guys, um, George Gammon, I believe, the Rebel Capitalist podcast. Uh, and YouTube channel, excellent job uh, explaining what's going on, especially now with stimulus, with the economy, with housing, uh, the Fed, the Federal Reserve, and it's just awesome, awesome sources to to understand you know our economy and and, and the financial world right now. So, but I want to take you back, like I said, three or four years. Draw your attention to Porter Stansbury and a book that uh, that I got from him, and information that he was sharing years ago, as well as many other experts in this area. They were calling for a global debt reset, a debt jubilee, you know, biblical reference there. The jubilee was, the, I believe, the 50th year. And every 50th year, you know, your workers were set free. Any debts they had were forgiven. Um, very gracious, you know, uh, um, system that they had. Uh, so all these experts are, I guess, saying that all of this has spiraled out of control. Especially just just looking at the U.S. national debt, there is nothing that will be done about it. I don't know. I would say very little that can be done, but nothing will be done. Um, they are intentionally driving up the debt. They are intentionally uh, having us go into debt. They want us in debt. Matter of fact, they were they were rather upset. Um, you know, the Fed and global interest and uh, the global banks, and how we spent. Uh, the stimulus money. Um, too many people saved and too many people uh, paid down debt. Not enough spending, not enough consumer uh, purchases, uh, which they were really hoping for um, to boost the economy. So nonetheless, but they've been calling for the need and, and, a, and an agenda and a plan to reset all debts, to reset global economies and basically start from a, a clean ledger, a clean balanced uh, uh, checkbook, you know, now, whatever you may think of that, whether good or bad or, or you want your debt forgiven, um, all things, if we don't re- reset the debt, there's pros and cons. And if we do, there's pros and cons. Uh, so I would say um, figure out what those are before determining, you know, your own personal opinion. But with that being said, this, was, this has been called for for years now, years. And personally, I believe that's why the Federal Reserve, you know, um, I believe that's why I can't say Federal Reserve, global interest, global banking interest do not want the debt to go down. With that being said, this kind of dovetails, uh, kind of fits in with political correctness, with uh, politically correct speech, with hate speech, with you know, all of these kind of new terms and where, you know, comedians can't be comedians anymore. And, you know, things that people did or said 10 years ago, they're now being, you know, uh, crucified for in the public square and, and cancel culture. It's, this all fits in with this when it comes to the global reset, right? So there are huge, if you, if you've heard the term Marxist before, and it really didn't mean anything to you. You're like, okay, Marxist. Okay. That's like, I don't know, to some people that that doesn't know, it either sounds like a savior or the boogeyman, or I don't know, but I I would look into Marxism. And the only reason I would say that, you don't have to be a, you know, like an intellectual or a historian or, you know, hobbyist of some type to want to know about Karl Marx uh, or uh, Marxist uh, um, ideology to have value in knowing that information. So it doesn't have to be an interest of yours, a hobby of yours to study history, Soviet Russia, um, or anything of the like. Um, China, you know, today, the CCP. um, So it may not be a hobby of yours, but it's in your personal interest to understand these ideologies because they are what is shaping culture and society now, whether you know it or not. Organizations like Black Lives Matter, they're, they're headed up and run by open Marxists, Trained, according to them, trained Marxist, and you didn't know what that means, okay? So, so not wanting, you know, a person of color uh, injured at a higher rate or otherwise than other people, being targeted or, or anything, anything of that nature, that's a good thing, right? If you just say, "I don't want those people harmed," well, great. I don't care if it's Oompa Loompas. I don't want them harmed, right? So I don't care what color, what shape, what size, I'm not for hurting, harming, or treating unfairly any individuals, right? But when an organization at its, at its core, at its at the, the head of the ship that's steering it, claims to be trained Marxist, and in its own website, which some of it was taken down, if you don't believe me, I have screenshots of what it originally said, because I knew they would eventually take it down. So, but um, dismantling the nuclear family means disrupting the natural... And what is most beneficial the family unit having a mother and a father in the home to raise the children right so so some of their core principles um, that they have to are the the kind of the the targets like the pillars that they're trying to take down to to destroy and rebuild um, first is religion which you know science and intellectual thought has done a great job of that in the last 150 years uh, to make it uh, to create the delusion that um, only foolish men have uh, have have now heavy belief in a god. Um, this is completely untrue. Uh, there's PhDs and there's the most high, the highest IQs and the smartest people in the world for the smartest reasons in the world believe in God, not just because they have an imaginary friend in the sky. So I don't mean it's wrong, but it's actually foolish and stupid people that listen to intellectuals that prove nothing. You know, people that run headlines and say thus and thus and. And you think it's true, um, but you've done no investigation of your own. You've done no reading. You know, I love the joke. I've done my own research. You know, I've watched some weirdos YouTube videos like, like this guy here talking. Um, but nonetheless, um, so all of this is actually being pulled together um, for the global uh, Great Reset. And reason why Marxism and the political correctness ties in that you'll you'll notice, let me switch pages for a second. Um, that if you go through this page here, um weform.org slash great dash reset. Okay. Or you can just do a do a search, do a s uh a a duck duck go search on um or anything other than the main platform searches. Um, I'm just I'm just not a proponent of them. Use something else. Um, but you can just search for it anywhere. Great Reset, World Economic Forum, whatever. Davos Group. Um, any of these terms, you'll, you'll find the information. And you'll see that it's a lot of uh, intersectionality. If you don't know what that is, search that term as well. It basically means that I, myself, a heterosexual white man, I am at the bottom because I'm a man, right? And because I'm white and because I'm heterosexual. So I think any, any color, but let's just say black, right? If you were a black, uh, lesbian female, obviously a lesbian is a female, but if you're female, you're black and lesbian, you are queen of the universe. According to intellectual thought, um, your words matter more in discussion, in conversation than anyone else's. And a white man who's heterosexual has nothing of value to say. He needs to shut up and lick your boot, you know, um, and i'm not I don't think I'm being facetious or dramatic at all. I think that's literally how they practice this intersectionality um in real world, you know, in real world world settings. But it basically means that any group that has been oppressed or been a part of um, anything throughout at least the the United States lens um, of as far as history goes, um uh, we we give more credence and more power to their voice, trying to I think trying to equal things out, um but nonetheless, that is, that, is the, that is the intersectionality, you know, doctrine or, or, or thought. So what they're doing is, from what I can tell, and again, I'm not an expert, I'm just trying to point you to some information, um, look into Debt Jubilee, you know, um, um, look up Porter Stransbury Debt Jubilee, um, look up and then find like the, the greatest economists in the world and, and search their name in that term. And I bet you find it, you know. Um, listen to... Uh, George Gammon, you know, the rebel capitalist, listen to Robert Kiyosaki, listen, listen to some of these guys who are just money guys. They're not, they're not like politically invested. They're not religiously invested. They're talking about um, finance and the economy, which I think is, is definitely intertwined in all this and telling for what our future holds, what changes are being made in the world. So the, the great reset, I would call it the intertwining of some type of reshaping of a better economic system, you know, like, Doing away with with the problems of capitalism, right, and the inequality that capitalism created. Um, forget the inequality socialism and, and communism creates um, drastically worse, drastically worse inequalities and drastically worse effects um, to outright totalitarian, t- tyrannical, state governments and it's private interest holding all the wealth and you not owning any personal property versus the chance that you can go out own property start a business get a job do every what do whatever you essentially want to do in the market um but nonetheless they're going to reshape you know our economic system our economic uh connections and you can you know, by the way you can check out on their website the partners that they have apple facebook you know banks um you know bank bank of uh, Bank of America you know just all these big names and some names you haven't heard of tons of global partners and this is where you see the term on the website global stakeholders um that's those companies as as I guess supposing spo- supposingly uh, guys like us too you know we're we're kind of stakeholders in this world because we have a stake in, in in an interest in um how things go for us and our family now the other part like I said is the intersectionality doctrine it's politically correctness it's diversity inclusion and if you'll notice they use all of these wonderful things all of these wonderful politically correct buzzwords and ideas and that on the surface I mean if you're against these things you're a bad person you're a bigot you're a racist you're you're Hitler you know you're all these things if you just ask well is that a good thing though um and yeah so I'm not there's things I won't even get into but like diversity inclusion right I want to pick that right so um, That's obviously a huge initiative today. Uh, Big corporations, small corporations, anyone you know, diversity is important, which normally means a diversity of skin color. It doesn't mean a diversity of ideas or a diversity of views or a diversity of culture necessarily, but diversity of skin color and diversity of genitalia. So if you have different sex organs than another, that's a good thing in the corporate world. (laughs) So um, gender and race are diversity and inclusion. Uh, which I just to be very clear, I'm not against including a male or a female, or including one race over the or excluding one race over the other. So therefore, I'm not for automatically including them either. <laughs> so um, you know, skill, you know, and uh, ability, and how well they fit the job should be um, the only factors. Uh, point blank. Period. So now. I'm gonna wrap this all up, right? I just want to point out that's that's part of what's going on, and here's how they're using COVID. If you're if you're actually watching online, you know, whether live or playing it back, you'll see in the the intro paragraph it says you know the COVID nineteen crisis and some of its uh, actors have been um, uh, some of the people working on its behalf. I just want to make sure what I meant, make sure you understand what I meant by that. They've actually said that you know COVID nineteen is a great opportunity for the Great Reset. So they're, they're um, I'm not saying they're staging it. I'm definitely not saying there's a conspiracy theory here. It's, it's why I'm showing you the public website. There is no conspiracy theory. I, I don't even know that they're conspiring, you know, because this is public. This is a group of people working together, um, but I don't think it's private. I don't think it's hidden. I think it's, it's talked about on a global level. It's on the news, it's, it's everywhere. And we're just not paying attention. We don't know what it means. So, it's definitely not a conspiracy theory. Not saying that they orchestrated uh, the virus in any way, but they are definitely using it um, as the pretense and as the catalyst for the new world they want to create the new economy, the new culture, the new society. It's not just money and business and commerce, it is thought. It is thought, it is equality, language, it is hate speech, it is all these things. Um, tied into one, which whether you think they're virtuous or not, you ought to consider the pros and cons um, of this this new world of this great reset. So, how they're using the virus? I just want to point something out, right? Two things concerning the virus, and I was just talking uh, to a friend, to a brother, you know, and he was like, "Man, for the first two months, look, I masked up, and you know, I went along with it. Sure, let's let's just be 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 safe and see how this goes. And if any of you have listened to me." I was like asking church folks, you know, what is your problem? Like people are freaking out over this, whether you're scared or not, you don't have to have service. You can fellowship, you can have zoom, you can, you can like one or two at a time, visit each other's homes. I don't know, whatever was allowed at that time, but you can do other things and still either be safe if that's the concern, um, or be courteous of other people's fears and safety, right? Um, but what they do is, you know, the the churches and the pastors, and they've really exploited social media as far as I'm concerned. I'm not gonna name any names, but um, they go on there and they they make Hebrews 10, 25, you know, forsaking not the assembly of yourselves together, as some do. Um, they make that into a commandment, the eleventh commandment of the Lord that thou must have church. No, that was saying, Don't neglect the fact that you have need for the body of Christ. You have to gather gather one with one with another um for for a healthy body to operate, for your good, for their good, as um, we wait for the Lord's return, right? And even more so as we see the days, you know, approaching. So that was, that was a recommendation and an encouragement and a reminder that we need each other. That wasn't a commandment that thou must have church and therefore pretense to disobey the government. I don't go along with that logic. I don't believe that's biblical. I believe that's um, t- pulling things completely out of context. But nonetheless... Me, as uh, my, this, this other brother, as well as myself, we're on team. Let's see how this goes. Let's give them a little space. Let's give them a little time. We'll play ball. But then, the, then doctors come out. Then reports come out. Then the facts come out. And little by little, you're like, man, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but this is all garbage. This is all garbage. Not saying there's, it's a hoax. Not saying there's no virus. Not saying people haven't died. Not saying that it ha- wasn't serious for many people. Um, many, as far as percentage, no, it wasn't many as far as, and, and death, many, as far as percentage, you know, no, it was not. Um, as far as the actual numbers we have today, uh, not only total numbers, right. Death with COVID or death from COVID are two different things. Um, but just, just on a broad scale, not even critiquing the stats, but just looking at the stats, it's laughable. We, would, we have never done anything like this, never would do anything like this for any other reason, but global interest saw it as an opportunity to use it. That's the flat-out truth, and I'm, so I'm not saying there's no virus, people aren't getting sick, and people aren't dying. That's absolutely true, um, but not to a degree, never to a degree. It's still not to a degree. Um, comparative to anything else right that that would warrant such actions if anything should warrant this which if you're if you're not an American you probably don't get it but in America nothing should warrant someone telling you where you can travel and where you can't travel and what to put on your face who to have in your home no one's allowed to do that um so it's just illegal it's unconstitutional it's an overreach of authority um and it should be you know uh legally fought against um uh legally yeah I already said that so. so i make sure I'm not like inciting violence or anything so with all that said right they said from the beginning i told my wife i'm like when this first started happening even though i was like i'll just give him a break i wasn't you know a conspiracy theorist in, in regards to this i'm just like look i'll just give him a little little flex i'll give him a little break but i kept saying man it's way too early for them to be saying things like the new normal like the new normal was like what everyone was saying, and it was like way too early. We're not talking about July and August. After like, man, we've been doing this for months now. It's just life. But I mean, you're talking about a couple of weeks, and it's like, yeah, it's the new normal. It's just what? What are you talking about? Like, no one would have said that had they looked back at H1N1 or or anything else and compared it. Would you have thought after you know a couple of weeks, this is just life from here on out? Because no, because they dealt with those and then they went back to regular life, right? But again, I just point to global interest and here's um, something else I can share with you um, just to, that you can look into event 201. I think I've covered it before, but global pandemic exercise, they basically had a war game, uh, strategy session. Let me go to a um, uh, section in the, the video. Um, this was recorded and this was them practicing for a global pandemic and what they were going to do, how, and you know, who would play what role. Um, uh, UPS foundation, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, the banks, um, Johns Hopkins, uh, representatives formerly from the world bank. So airlines and what was interesting, I don't know what time code that is that China, uh, CDC, excuse me, but, um, censorship, social media censorship was one of them was a key point. Um, That they were, that that's, that was going to be one of their main tools uh, was making sure that only good information goes out. Um, Now, now you got to keep in mind. I mean, I'm not a, I don't want to be a proponent of conspiracy theories. I don't. I used to, I don't anymore. I believe there are people that conspire. I do believe that there's private agendas and people conspiring behind closed doors, but I think we need to be careful where there's a theory, just a running idea. And we just spread ideas that are unsubstantiated. So, but if it is substantiated, um, even like circumstantial evidence, I think we ought to share it as an idea of what could be possible, not that it's fact, but it could be possible and it's something to keep our eye on. So with that being said, you know, this isn't necessarily a conspiracy theory. Call it a coincidence, but they did plan this to the T in July of 2019 before, you know, the known outbreak, you know, of COVID-19. So. Censorship was a part, and we saw a ton of censoring of doctors. Well, I saw articles. At first, it was you couldn't say anything against the WHO. WHO's God. Fauci's God. You don't, you know, no one can, can publish or share anything that contradicts what they say, even if it's just, I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how little it is. You, you really weren't challenging them, um, but you got censored. But then the, the lead, I can't remember a name, but the lead for the WHO comes out and says, um, but for the WHO... Uh, contact tracing uh, studies comes out and says that asymptomatic people, people that aren't coughing, that aren't sneezing, that don't know they're sick, they rarely, almost never infect other people. They're not the ones spreading it. It's symptomatic people, right? Well, you immediately have CNN and other mainstream channels writing articles saying, oh, she now says she's reporting this, but wait, we have another doctor. That has a model that suggests otherwise. I was just telling the buddy that I was talking to uh, about this, and it's like, well, why in science would a model of what you think would happen overrule contact tracing of real life people that have really been infected that you're actually watching in real time and studying and reporting? Why would one? Why would that trump the other one? It's it's because it, from the gate, from the gate, they said they were going to use this for a global reset, so it doesn't help. They're trying to reset the economy and they want a good pretext to do so. They want a good reason. They want to say, it sucks, but we gotta do it for your grandmom, you know, for our loved ones, for, you know, the the vulnerable in our society, which sounds very noble. And I don't want to hurt those people, so I'm not against that. But it is a lie, and it's and it's all to leverage um that, that emotion to get the freedom. That we otherwise wouldn't give them to let them do things that they want to do that we otherwise wouldn't let them do. So with that being said, I looked back and I said, now the original stimulus, right, presented um, by the uh, Democratic Party, it was rejected. Um, and you know, the Democrats go on TV and and newspapers and say, well, the Republicans, they just don't want to give you any money. We, we want to help. They're not, they're not giving out enough help. Well, that's a lie because a lot of Republicans are saying we're not giving out enough money to the people. You know, the people need more money. That's $1,200 is not going to help. Plenty of Republicans were saying that right now, but regardless, that wasn't why they shot down the policy. And I can't even remember how many, weird things that the Democrats had pushed in their uh, proposal. But one of them was uh, some, some sort of standard. I don't know how this was going to be enforced or how this was going to get put into play was uh, uh, for diversity inclusion, for what I believe could be mistaken, but what I believe was um, non-government entities, a, a some type of policy for a required percentage of diversity and inclusion uh, um, limits uh, or standards on each board. Now, what the heck does that have to do with with me not being able to pay my bills and the government saying, we know we stopped you from working, here's some money to get you by? How does that help me and my household? Well, the fact is that and many other things they had in their version, their proposal, did not do that, had nothing to do with helping me and you, didn't even help, quote, corporations or you know, big business. Well, yeah, you know, it's the people that keep us employed. So it, it kept us working. So you can hate that all you want, but it gave a lot of us jobs and saved the economy from spiraling out of control because at least not all people lost jobs, nonetheless. What does it have to do with anything? Well, because they said before it ever happened and immediately that this was a great opportunity. They already had plans to do this. And then when, when COVID-19 happened, they saw it as a great opportunity for the Great Reset. Great Reset was what? Economics, right? And uh, intersectionality. Diversity inclusion. So that's a coincidence that that was in the first stimulus bill. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think it's evidence. That you know, not not of a crime. I'm not saying that, but it's evidence that that's what that's what it was about. You know, that's what they that's what they're doing and what they're working towards. I literally just want to leave you with those crumbs. You can look into it for yourself. There's there's people that have covered this way better than I could. So I'm not even. I'm just like I said. I'm just using this platform just to say here's what I see. Here's what's going on. Here's some people to look into. Um, We've mentioned Tim Pool on here before. He's covered the Great Reset. Okay um i've already i've already named dropped some other people so you can definitely look up these people see what they've covered and they've gone in depth but i think tim has pointed out it's it's diversity inclusion and it's um oh in one of the ads it was like this real uh like hip nail nail this style like like media social media post and um like trying to advertise for the great reset and stuff and it was a. Uh, one of the things was like, oh, in this perfect utopian future. And it was like, one of the things that they said would happen was, you'll have no personal property. Like, right. So I say that, and it's like, I'm not making this up. I'm not making it up. Do you like having your own car? Do you like having your own, I don't know, money, your own house, like things that belong to you? That's the difference between socialism and, and, and there's 30 different types of socialism, probably many, many more that I can't even fathom. I'm not understanding economics to that extent, but I know that there's, Saying socialism is such a broad thing to say. Saying capitalism is such a broad thing to say. And capitalism is not to blame for the problems we have now. Um, but nonetheless, because the system itself, it's, it's what we do. It's what humans do within that system. Um, but socialism, um, in almost all respects that I've read up on, is pretty much, pretty much contains, not, is not summed up to, but it involves the abolition of private property. Because we are a collective. We are a social group. You are not an individual. You are part of a group, and the group has need of all your things. Now, you'll get a small portion, but everyone gets an equal portion, like communism and so forth. So um, there's, you, you really should understand these terms, fascism, so- socialism, communism, Marxism. You know, um, Some are relative. Some are polar opposites. But to, to understand what politicians are saying, what, um, what rioters and looters are saying, and therefore, um, man, and what's coming you should really be somewhat familiar with these terms. Um, if you want, if you really can't find anything elsewhere, you know, let us know. And if you want us to cover this and want us to explain something for you, we'll take you to, you know, verified experts and sources and, and point you in the right direction. But I am not, I'm not the guy for all this stuff. So, um, this is, this is part of what they're talking about is a, a, a some type of socialist communist type of, Global economy, global system. Um, and I don't even want to get into the vaccine ID 2020. Um, there's doctors, there's all different types of people that are speaking out about this that have great concerns. I told my wife, and then I heard someone else say the same exact words I said about the vaccine. This may be the mountain I die on. You know, not every cause is something you fight to the death. I don't know if mask is something I fight to the death, something I fight legally, something I would you know protest against legally. Um, but this vaccine may be one of them. I have to do some more research, but from what I've heard, if it's substantiated, you will not I will go to a guillotine. me and my whole family would go to a guillotine um instead of taking that. that's how serious it is so. Um, but again, I can't say too much more because I, I don't know enough. I haven't researched for myself. I've just heard sound bites of, of different doctors and experts and what they've said, which of course, if you ask mainstream media, does not exist. So I only say that, I only share this to point that out, to point you guys in the right direction is definitely not exhaustive, but these are global changes that are, that are happening. They're using COVID. And that's why, despite the fact that um, even amongst new cases, notice they'll tell you there's a rise in new cases. There's so many more new cases the rate of death is like down 85%. You know, it's drastically lower. Um, and and again, not that we don't love the 70 and older. I love my grandparents. I have two grandparents I love dearly that are over 70 years old, that are uh, one is 90 and one is 87, I believe. And and they have they have health risks of their own. I don't want anything to happen to them. I, I'm not like coming around them. I don't want to infect them, I you know, because I know it could be devastating for them. One of them was in the hospital in January. It could have been a COVID surge, but they thought it was the flu that was going through the hospital. So they had to quarantine any, anyone, especially you know him, because in in his in his state that he was in then, if he had got the flu, he would have almost surely died. You know, so I don't I I understand that these people are at risk, but this this is not a proper um this this is not uh, a reasonable precedent to do what we have done and to allow them to continue to do what they're doing. And the only thing I'm trying to demonstrate, if I haven't made that clear, um, is the reason why they're still perpetuating this this fallacy. The reason why we have uh, Biden and Gavin uh, Newsom and um, um, all these, you know, the, the mayor of Chicago and and uh, Chris, uh, is it Chris Cuomo, CNN guy? All these people that are on there telling you how important they're standing alone in front of a camera wearing a mask, you know, just to make a social point and to make you feel bad and make you do something, which I wear masks. I, I just put that out there, you know, freak out. <laughs> um, but they're not wearing them. They're not, they're not living like this. Biden had a birthday party. They're all shoulder to shoulder with no mask, you know, laughing and singing and having fun. They live how they want to live and it's all rules for thee, none for uh, rules for thee, none for me. They make the rules. They enforce it on you. They know it's, it's not a a serious threat. They're not concerned. And Biden's over seventy. You know he's old. He should be concerned. If this was like really serious, he wouldn't have been near any of those people without a mask. But when he comes out in front of a, for a speech or comes out at the debate, he's got a mask on when he's walking fifteen feet away from any other human being. It's ridiculous. It's it's all publicity. It's all it's all for for PR for public image, and it's not even for his gain so much as it is to compel you that this is what's best for you. Um, it doesn't matter that the CDC has said from the beginning that, um, N95 masks are the only masks that really do anything. N95 and surgical masks are anything that have any type of value at all, but it's only under certain criteria. There's no study that says if I put a bandana over my face, all of a sudden I am protected or other people are protected, you know? So, and I don't want to, I don't want to get into all that, but they say, follow the science. And I was telling my wife this morning, there's plenty of science that argues with them that they don't, they will just ignore. They will censor it, they'll block it. So it's not follow the science, it's follow the scientists that we have. It's appeal to authority, the white coat fallacy, where I have an expert. Listen to my expert. He's got the white coat, he's got the PhD, the name tag, everything he needs to tell you he's legit. So you don't see any science. You don't get to see any proof, but the expert says you know, Fauci says, or whatever. Meanwhile, you have people treating patients and have a 98% success rate or whatever the case may be, and we ignore it, you know. Um, you know, the, the uh, mortality rate or whatever is a fraction of a percent. That means that anyone that gets it, there's 99 point some some, some percent, um, depending on the numbers at the given time it's laughable, but I'm telling you the reason why they want to perpetuate it is this is the platform that they use. This is the, the, the pretense that they have to now say, this is what we're going to have to do. Uh, Sorry guys, but we're going to have to do it. And it'll be a noble reason because they're going to bankrupt businesses. They already have, they're bankrupting small and medium sized uh, businesses. that can't survive the, not the big box stores, Amazons, they're all booming because they're essential. Um, but they're wiping out everyone else. And then there'll be great reason. Like we have to do something for all these people that were devastated. You devastated them based on a lie. You did it on purpose. This, this is all, it's all a joke, man. It's really a joke, but they're resetting everything. Um, and the final, the final move that, um, we think, um, I'm a big advocate of cryptocurrency have been Bitcoin and other cryptos and stuff. Um, so I, I hold many coins, but uh, different kinds. um, So there, it's now being adopted, you know, by banks, by the countries, by billionaire hedge fund managers. Everyone knows this is a legit thing, and it's it's a futuristic type of gold. So it's it's excellent to hedge your money and investments and all this stuff, right? So, countries are now using crypto and digital currencies and moving towards that. And I think that was always the plan. And I don't want to go down the rabbit hole here, but um, you can trace. You can't trace cash as well as you can something digital, especially blockchain. Anything on the blockchain, anyone can see it anywhere that has internet. So there's nothing that can be hidden. So this, this, this idea that it's like for, you know, originally like three years ago, they're like, it's for like murderers and child. I don't even want to say the words and get flagged or something, but you know, real dark deeds. Well, But anyone that's trading it, there's a ledger that exists online forever, you know, so you, you could essentially at least track the exchange, the transfers of, of the Bitcoin or, or crypto. Nonetheless, so the Federal Reserve really wants to push this. Their goal, according to, you know, some of the best and most accurate uh, economists and, and financial gurus, you know, whatever you want to call them, that I follow, the Federal Reserve wants to get rid of the middle, middleman. They want to get rid of, you know, the government and, and the private banks that we get our money from, that we get our loans from, and so forth. And they want to loan directly to us. Matter of fact, they want what's called UBI, which is Universal Basic Income. There's arguments for and against, you know, depending on how it's applied, like most things. But what they want is you to have basically like your own checking account with the Federal Reserve. And every month they'll put, you know, your $1,200 or whatever it is in your account, which sounds lovely, right? Unfortunately, in this world, unless your head, is severely lodged in your rear (laughs) and you need a medical team well-trained to remove it, you know, that almost no one does anything out of your best interest. Okay. I'm showing you, you know, the world economic forum and the pandemic, you know, uh, exercise, the great reset, all these things that they're, that they're planning on changing. They're planning on reshaping and changing the world. They're using COVID-19 and everything to do it. They're inflating, they're exaggerating, they're creating fear. They're perpetuating this so they can reach their end goal, which they're not at yet. And I'm just saying, as far as the Fed goes, uh, the Federal Reserve, um, it's a private bank, privately owned, privately controlling all of our you know, wealth. They want to be the distributor of our money, and they want to do it digitally, and they want it to be, there's a threat. I'll say this, there's a threat if that happens, they could kind of not dox you, but you know, if you say the wrong thing on social media, it's not just they flag you anymore. They, you get social credits and discredits. You know, you get penalties for supporting the president. You get penalties for being pro-life. You get, you get penalties for, for using hate speech. You know, so you'll, you'll be controlled financially. You know, they'll be able to um, essentially have access, just like your bank can. Your bank can flag your account and, and say, look, hey, we're, everything's locked up for right now until we say so. Um, you know, they can do that. The bank can close down and take your money. Um, they can go bankrupt, take your money like they have, um, in history. Uh, and they won't owe you a penny. Um, so nonetheless, ranting now. Um, but that's essentially the fear. If not what they want, the fear is this is what they're going to use it for. Um, and they'll be able to say who gets the money and they'll say how long you had to spend it, where you can spend it, what you can spend it on to make sure you don't save it, to make sure you don't pay down too much debt. Uh, to make sure that you're a consumer and just spend, 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 spend and go nowhere in your life and never develop any wealth of your own, um, never secure your next generation and so forth. Um, So with that being said, I've gone over, you know, what I thought my allotted time would be as usual um, because it's, it's definitely a spider web of stuff. It's a rabbit hole of stuff. Um, But nonetheless, it's just something I just wanted to put some crumbs out there. And if it led you in the right direction, if you could kind of So many people were saying, oh, what's that? Or they would hit us up. And then, I mean, we've known about this for years. And now this, as far as the World Economic Forum um, for many months, you know, and then to hear people just now saying, have you heard about this? I'm like, eh, maybe I should say something about it. You know, (laughs) maybe I should put something out and just, you know, let them know what's going on. So, you know, let me know in the comments what you think about this. If you think it's good, bad, or if you knew about it, if you didn't know about it, if you want more information and what that is, um, I, I ask you first to look for yourself. Before you ask me to work for you, you do some work for yourself, look into it, and if you don't find it, if you don't understand it, comprehend, put, connect the dots or whatever, um, then we'll, we'll put you in the point in the right direction. Um, other than that, you know, if you watch this, you know, thank you. Um, and yeah, as usual, you can go to ask2142.com uh, for more.